0: We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis nakoda Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve Indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community.
1: We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks@sgpl.ca. at sgpl.ca. hi simone we're back we are back we had a vacation we did we got on a bit of a hiatus but it's so good to be back doing podcasts again i've missed it i have about you
0: i have too i think i texted you and i was like when are we gonna do it again i miss it i can't sing disney songs in my car for no reason i need a reason (laughs) so
1: your voice must be so strong right now just from singing disney songs and not recording for the past month
0: you would think so, but I've actually, like we were saying, took a bit of a hiatus, and mm-hmm. dairy is like my Achilles heel to my throat. As soon as I have ice cream, I get that, <clears throat> I think I've just went backwards. I should have been training, is what I should have been doing. Like getting those long, high notes.
1: Yeah. I think Mariah Carey has his special tea that she drinks.
0: We should message her and find out. Exactly we should. <laughs> like, Mariah Carey. We'll drop her a mean? line. Yeah. Hi, Mariah Carey. Biggest fans. <laughs> What's your secret? She's right back right away. We have been on our hiatus, but now it's August. We have our first episode of August. Our only episode of August. (laughs) That's okay. We'll be back into our about two a month starting September. Yes,
1: we're going to be back into our regular routine.
0: Thank you for bearing with us. We're going to have a very fun episode. Okay, let's jump right in with what you're reading or watching or listening or playing. Would you like to start us off? Sure.
1: So I've been reading Something is Killing the Children by James Tynion. Illustrations by Werther Del Edra. I'll tell you a bit about it. When the children of Archer's Peak, a sleepy town in the heart of America, begin to go missing, everything seems hopeless. Most children never return, but the ones that do have terrible stories, impossible details of terrifying creatures that live in the shadows. Their only hope of finding and eliminating the threat is the arrival of a mysterious stranger, one who believes the children and claims to be the only one who sees what they see. Her name is Erica Slaughter. She kills monsters. That is all she does, and she bears the cost because it must be done. So this was um, really good. It's a graphic novel series. I saw it as a hold for a patron, and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Weird and creepy, my kind of thing. So I placed a hold and got it a couple of weeks later. You just get thrown into the story. Kids being attacked by mysterious creatures. And then this monster hunter turns up, and she's like a goth Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Badass and snarky. Loved her right away. The whole thing has a creepy atmosphere. The art really complements the writing. Very vivid, with effective use of shadows. Everything has this dark, foreboding feel to it. I've just finished book two of the series, which expands on where Erica comes from and gives a bit more background to the monsters. And book three is next on my list, and I can't wait. Wow! Uh, For shows, I watched the movie Arch Enemy. Again, I came across this movie on our new item shelf. It's an alternative superhero movie, that's what it's labelled as, about this homeless guy called Rex Fist, who says he's from another dimension and fell through time and space to Earth. It's an action movie, very violent, very gritty, cool visuals, um, the actions mixed with animation, kind of like the movie A Scanner Darkly. It is low budget, but the filmmakers got very creative with what they did had. It's weird. Definitely not Marvel superheroes. And it might not be some people's cup of tea, but I really liked it. Um, There's so many movies these days that are kind of cookie cutters of other ones. So it's nice to see something original.
0: What's new with you? What have you been reading, watching, etc.? Too much, because as our listeners know, it's been a month since we've recorded our last one, so it has been busy.
1: <laughs> oh, so you've built up quite a list.
0: I did. It? I did. We're going to have a young adult speed round at the end, because I'm not going to go into details of those ones. We're just going to okay right in. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's some of them I forgot. I feel like there's at least three more, but that's okay. They'll probably come up later. And so the first one I have on here is Seven Fallen Feathers, Racism, Death, and Hard Truths in a Northern City... By Tanya Talaga. So, the groundbreaking and multiple award winning national bestseller work about systemic racism, education, the failure of the policing and justice systems, and Indigenous rights. I believe it's a little bit of an older book, so it's just, they've been saying this constantly forever and no one listens, and now it finally seems like some people are starting to listen about Indigenous people. So, over the span of 11 years, seven Indigenous high school students died in Thunder Bay, Ontario. And it kind of just goes into a little bit of their background and how the cases were handled and how it was pretty much the long story short of it the police were just like oh they drowned in the river that's it oh my goodness and that's all that happened and everyone's like no no that's that they were they were murdered by you know or like something else must have happened and the police were pretty much just like no they fell in the river and drowned
1: they just all happened to fall in the river
0: yeah and drowned and froze to death because it was cold and and then drowned even though you could like stand up in the river I'm like yeah (laughs) like it wasn't that deep (laughs) it was just the typical I'm just going to call it baloney. But, you know, you keep hearing, no one seems to take it, them very seriously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just another kind of repetition of, like, this This still hasn't changed. Yeah. It has to change. Too many stories like this. Oh, my gosh. It could fill our library, I bet. Mm-hmm. Full of it. Um, so, yeah, sorry, that one was kind of, that one was very sad. Not kind of sad. That was very sad. Yes. Um, but great book, I highly recommend, mm-hmm. um, especially since Treaty 6 Day is August 23rd. I have so many dates in my head, I'm like, okay, so Treaty 6 Day, which is the tr- land that yes. we're on, so that's August 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to have some materials out for um, our patrons, whether it be books or resources so they can learn and come and grab. Mm-hmm. Um And then we'll talk more in future episodes, because September's a big one, too. Because you've got Orange Shirt Day, Mm -hmm. Alberta Culture Days. And, of course, we'll have all kinds of stuff for that as well. But next, I read Sorrowland by River Solomon. This was good. I like this. It was um, about Vern. She's seven months pregnant and desperate to escape the strict religious compound where she was raised. Uh, So she flees for the shelter of the woods. There, she gives birth to twins and plans to raise them far from the influence of the outside world, because let's be honest, sometimes it just sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um But even in the forest, Vern is a hunted woman. So basically, there's like so many things going on. Because At first, you're like, okay, this, like, it kind of reminds me of like the village a little bit. Have you, mm-hmm. Is that M. Night Shyamalan's The Village? I have seen that. Like, there's this compound. Yeah. And everyone kind of lives like back in the day, because apparently that's, the you know, they believe that's better but then there's like this whole outside world mm-hmm. and they're not quite sure that this whole outside world exists until you're like oh what's that oh that's a car what's <laughs> that so it was really good it addressed a lot of things like people of color indigenous lgbtq um kind of dystopian mm-hmm. but it was just i really really enjoyed it i highly recommend yeah. that why one. do you
1: find these <laughs> <My shoulders.
0: laughs> these books yeah um instagram is my biggest one Because usually I follow a lot of people that either recommend books like that. And I'm just like, I just gotta. Mm -hmm. Maybe for the next episode, I'll compile if anyone else's big Instagram peeps and likes to follow. I'll give you some recommendations of people that I think are great. Yes, please. So they can kind of be like, oh, that's cool. That's new. Um, And then a lot of them were either just recommendations from other people or just... Trying to educate myself further. I'm like, you know what? I need to learn a little bit more about the indigenous people. And mm-hmm. then it just kind of, you know, that rabbit hole you get going and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 30 books later. Yes. <laughs> like, ah <laughs> Do you know that rabbit hole? Yes. So the next one, another indigenous. Everything you wanted to know about Indians but were afraid to ask by Anton Truer. Um, I thought it was great. I didn't realize until after I picked it up, but I got the teen version. It's like when I saw Michelle Obama's book in the juvenile section and it's meant so for juvenile. Ab- abridged kind of? Kind of. Like it's meant for a younger audience. So maybe it's not as... it's It could be read to a younger audience, okay. which I didn't notice until after.
1: And, I, and how was it? Did you get some information that you hadn't known?
0: I did. I did. And it's it's still really hard because I believe this gentleman, that Anton, that wrote the book, he mostly speaks to the American side. Like He did a little bit of Canadian... Stuff like he was talking about, like, oh, like in the US, they call it reserves, but in Canada, you guys call it nations. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was American based information. Don't take that as the Bible and think that's the only way. Like, you still have to ask, um, depending on which nation you're speaking to, like, are they Cree or Anishinaabe? Like, are they like Blackfoot? Because everyone, you know, don't paint them all with one brush and just think, oh, everyone is like this. My next one, not my last one. Fahrenheit 451. I finally read it. What did you think? I liked it, but when I was reading it, I felt super dumb because I think it was some of the words they used and then some of the like stuff that was like insects and things. I was like, what is that? So I just do a lot of Googling. (laughs) I was like, what is that? Google, Google, Google. (laughs) I may have had to do that as well. I I just felt like I was really stupid. I was like, I don't. And then you read, because it's short. I, I don't think I was smart enough to... <laughs> well, that can't be it. I think I just... I, but I did enjoy it. Once I understood what was going on, it just, for me, took a little bit of sleuthing, because I was like, I want to know what's happening, but I think it's a little bit... And plus, it was written a while ago. Oh, yes. A long time ago. So, so possibly some of the like linguistics of it, I was like, no one calls it that anymore. Hmm. And they're like, oh, it's that. Oh, well, why didn't you just say so? So, But overall, I really liked it. Is there a movie? There is a movie. Is it any good?
1: Um, Have you seen it? I have. There there was one made in the 70s, which was good. And then they made another version, and it's got Michael B. Jordan in it. I haven't seen that yet, though. He is a gorgeous person. He's a
0: very gorgeous I might watch it just for that, even if I'm just pretty. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what you're saying, but (laughs) you're so pretty. (laughs) Can't read the book for nuts i can't watch the movie for nuts i'm just like pretty people
1: (laughs) and there is a graphic novel too which is really good
0: we'll try that try that one out and then i have the maidens so he's the gentleman that wrote um the silent patient i believe i talked about it before really good it was another kind of like whodunner and i didn't get it you didn't figure out who the killer was no (gasps) That never happens. And it was so good. And it actually, because the worst, I got the crusty, is when it's like, it's this person that you've never heard of before, but we're just, it's kind of like Dea Ex Machina this. And I'm like, I hate you because what the hell? I can't figure it out if you just like, oh yeah, this, this, this happened. And you're like, but you've never mentioned that character before. They kind of just came in and did all the killing. I read The Means by him, and it was really good again. Another kind of (laughs) whodunner. hmm you're just like yep uh and what was so good oh because yes. i love when authors do this they kind of sneakily did a little bit like if you read the silent patient remember this character remember oh. this institution remember this patient and i'm like oh, yes so i i was just like oh oh see, so like i
1: remember that character oh, my God. oh that's cool
0: I, I didn't even see it coming like it was like okay hey, this is like this from this like once more about like kind of like a little more Greek theme the other ones like, but they're kind of parts in England. And they just like it wasn't a huge overlap, but it just so happened that like the main character knew the other main character from the silent patient. And I was like, I might buy it. It was so good. Oh wow. And I know you, when Corny throws money thing. That's <laughs> good. No. Yes. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that one. And I think that one's like brand brand new. So now I gotta pout and wait and be like, I help you write another one. <laughs> because they're so good. Lastly, young adult speed round. <laughs> from little tokyo with love by sarah kuhn made in korea by sarah Suk, stalking jack the ripper by carrie mescalco series book one the other side of perfect by mariko turk uh, tokyo ever after by emiko jean holy moly why is it easy pizza cake <laughs> i wish i could speed read i'd be like maybe i'd finally finish my tbr reading list Speed reading would be a wonderful gift i saw the saddest post i think it was on instagram mm-hmm. um where it was just like that moment you realize you will never complete your tbr list and it was like because there's always new books coming and it was just like this like very sad like looking into the window while it's raining <laughs> and then i saw that and i'm like there's so much i still want to read i'm not reading fast enough <laughs> i need to read more and and this book's from the past
1: Not even mentioning the ones that haven't come out yet. Right. Yeah. We'll never have enough time. Anyway, another news.
0: (laughs) 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 On to our next segment. Housekeeping. It's kind of more of a housekeeping slash we did it. And now moving on. (laughs) Segment. (laughs) A little bit. So a lot of these items are kind of things that have already happened since we are recording a little bit after everything happened, but that's okay. So in case you didn't know, Mm -hmm. Summer Reading Club ended August 14th. And what a great
1: Summer Reading Club it was this year. Yes. Alicia did a fabulous job. Big shout out to Alicia.
0: Yes. We're sorry we didn't have you on our podcast, but maybe you want to come back.
1: You can come back. She was amazing. I loved her.
0: Friends of the Library had a book sale. I know you guys were so super so, so excited about that. It was last weekend. But that's not all we had last weekend. Small, what, what else did we have last weekend?
1: Well, last weekend we also had the 60th anniversary historical tour and family fair. So if you didn't know, Spruce Grove Public Library is 60 years old this year and still going strong. And we had a day of celebration this past Saturday. But
0: there was there was so many things going on. There was amalgamated into this huge, giant awesomeness. That was awesome.
1: So in coordination with Grove Rotary Rib Fest, we had a day of delicious food, fun games, and we also had the Grove Cruise, which are a group that have these gorgeous classic cars from so many different eras. We also had some vendors. The library had games, activities, crafts, the tech ball. I was a clown. My name was Pinky. And I did um, a welly toss. What's a welly toss? A welly toss is where you throw rain boots, or as they're more commonly known in the UK wellies after wellington boots so it's kind of like you say you're vacuuming and you're saying i'm gonna hoover it's the brand is wellington so any rain boots are called wellies basically you have to throw a welly through as far as you can and you got a prize and we had so many amazing throwers some of the youngest kids Had, I swear, the biggest muscles. They were just throwing those wellies all over the place. And we also had balloons, face painting. I actually managed to do a bit of face painting because it was so popular. Jacqueline was the main face painter and she's amazing. She is. Like, holy cow. She is. So I was doing like sparkly hearts and rainbows. Just little quick ones while she was doing elaborate mermaids, dragons and tigers. Yes, it was great. Completely exhausting. So much fun. We even had a dance party. We had a little mat. And anytime someone stepped on it, the song Everybody Dance Now by <laughs> CNC Music Factory would start playing. We all came out and started dancing. That's
0: amazing. Yes,
1: it was pretty wonderful. I think Leanne took a video.
0: She's like blackmail.
1: And we had a very special guest, uh, Chubby Cree. And you can tell us a bit more.
0: Yes. So I, everyone I spoke to after the fact was like, it was amazing. The whole thing. Including mm-hmm. Chubby Cree. Like, everyone was amazing. Um, I wish I could have come. <laughs> I'm kind of jelly. I'm like, oh, I'm getting like FOMO over here. But that was okay. Run <laughs> so much fun without me. Uh, but Chubby Cree, they are an indigenous hand drum group. I believe the young little gentleman is Noah and his grandmother Carol. Mm-hmm. And they are quite and there's other people too. I think it's some aunties and some friends. Yes. Um just the pipes on that. Kiddo.
1: My goodness. Um, We've put a couple of videos on YouTube. Yes. And there's one where Noah kind of takes center stage, and the power of his voice is just astonishing. When he sings, everyone starts cheering because it's just incredible.
0: Yes. I, Tiffany's come kind of was like, because I saw the one that you sent out, and I was like, oh. And Tiffany's like, no, there's one on like, the programming thing. Just and she's like, you got to hear his roar. And I'm like, okay. yeah, his roar. It's raw. And it just, I, and everyone got excited. I'm like sitting at my desk, I'm like, I'm excited. <laughs> the video? So stupid just to get excited but i was like oh. so i put
1: that up this afternoon the video that Tiffany took.
0: did anyone get a picture of danielle's outfit danielle v yeah yes i heard uh, t- she was a ringmaster yeah. right i was like oh. and marion i
1: think was too they were they were both ringmasters and they looked fabulous so if you were able to make it i hope you had a lot of fun because we sure did
0: The next few things are actually kind of, I shouldn't say kind of, they actually are relevant because they haven't happened yet. Yay! Yay. So thanks for going a little bit back in the past to get that, but that's okay. Fall programming will begin the second week of September. Uh, The program registrations for most programs are open now, which is great. But I mean, from like my stuff, Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you right now the escape room still in the works. We've got it pretty much ready to go so you guys get the inside scoop. But the registration is not open yet. I'm not sure exactly dates yet, which is why there's no registration form because I don't know when it's going to happen. But once I do We'll make sure to put that on social media. It will, we'll get the word out. I'll put the poster up that I've just been hiding at my desk because I'm like, I'm not going to put that up because people are going to ask me. And there's a few other um, uh, story times. Like I think APFA, Sarah's on vacation, so she's just waiting to hear back from them. So okay. that uh, so there are a few things. So if it's not clickable. Like there's it says register here and there's no clicking on the registered thing. It's just not up yet. We're working on it. We are working on it. Yes. yes. Like this one. TikTok time mm-hmm. via Eventbrite, but if you can't click on it and it's not blue, if it turns up blue on yours, that is why. It'll be up soon, which is exciting because we have new programs and some returning favorites like Pokemon Club. There's a Minecraft Mania, I think is a new one. So Ooh. kids like Minecraft, the Builders Club, I think will kind of come to its full fruition because tried virtual and it was still great, but I'm sure like the in-person experience will be much, much more enjoyable. Absolutely. For my stuffs, Alberta Culture Days, we'll be celebrating primarily September 24th to 26th, but our community crafts will be available September 1st. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, school days are coming back. Dial a Story is brand new. Yes, and that is also in the works. Yes, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's going to take our story time to a whole new level. (laughs) (laughs) But what's essentially the idea, Simone? So basically, you can
1: call a number and there will be stories that you can choose from for different age groups. For young children, older kids, adults. Each story is about three minutes long and there'll be new content every two weeks. And that'll be going from September to December. And I am very excited to say that I'm recording some of these stories. We would love to hear uh, what you think of them once that's all happening. So you know, be sure to give us your feedback.
0: That'll be exciting because I know some people, we had a survey before summer, I believe, and we just asked our lovely patrons, how do you feel about coming back? And it was still like a lot of people wanted an in-person program, which I totally get, Mm -hmm. but there was still a hefty sum of people that were like, you know what? Still not 100% comfortable, which we completely understand. So this program is perfect for you. Put that phone on speaker and there you go.
1: Just sit back and listen. Exactly. And the tech tank. We're sitting at it right now. It's beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it's getting more beautiful. Yes. Each day it's coming together. And by next month it will be open. Ta-da. I don't know the exact day. So there'll be some tech that you know and love. Also some new stuff. The room has changed. There's a lot more room now to move around, which I'm so happy about. And I can't wait to welcome people back. We're going to have a
0: lot of fun percent agree uh walking book club will start oh fish because i know like our doors have been like E-e-e-e-e-e. like we're gonna start no we're not how about now nope try again so that'll be back uh coffee and cards will start on tuesdays from one to three used to be called coffee and crib mm-hmm. but we changed it to cards so nothing much besides that little last part changed everything else is the same and yeah that's kind of it fall programs are all up on our website head on over and take a look So exciting. The indigenous tab. I'm just tooting my own horn here. This is purely for me to be like, look what I did! Yeah. <laughs> um, has changed. If anyone noticed before, it used just to be like a tab with all kinds of blah. And I was like, I don't like that. So I went and broke it up into smaller pieces. Added some pictures that I got from Paula Adamitz. Thank you very much, Paula, for uh, donating all your Indigenous items. And for Lori McKinnon from Maud Photography for taking all the amazing pictures. So please go check those out. They're beautiful. Indigenous tab, go check it
1: out. Great job, Courtney. Thank you so much. What's happening in Spruce Grove? There are two new murals in Spruce Grove, and they are stunning. The first one is called The Charm by Lacey and Layla. we also go by L.A.L.A. It's a hummingbird, some Uh. hexagon shapes and hummingbirds. It's kind of a little bit futuristic. It's beautiful. And that is located at the Cumbria Centre which is in central spruce grove at 93 mcleod ave there's also a new mural on king street by megan campula and i see this one when i'm coming to work it's beautiful uh
0: flowers bright colors i wonder if that was part of remember we read a while oh, yeah. ago it was like yeah i just the, uh, the king street like mm-hmm. rejuvenation or whatever like, vitalization project i wonder if that was part of it like going to make it pretty. Mm -hmm. That's a good start. Yes.
1: So that's located at the intersection of King Street and McLeod Avenue. And Megan was selected from a public call put out by the Allied Arts Council and the city to spruce
0: up Spruce Grove. And what an amazing job. And big shout out to Becca over at the Allied Art Council. Yes. Freaking amazing Becca. You managed not one, but two. This summer. Like, two this year. That's an incredible feat. As always, Becca, you just rock. Block party program.
1: Block party?
0: I know my best butt at uh, City, FCSS. I don't think they're called FCSS anymore, but at the city, is running this program, and she's amazing. So the city has a block party program that runs each year and encourages Spruce Grove residents to get to know their neighbors while becoming more connected to their community. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. Yeah. So they, it's all on the sprucegrove.org um, website, so the city website. They have their 2021 season all ready to go. And you get, look at all the stuff you get. I was like, what? I just want to have, since you used to have a party, $100 right. food voucher, you get discount on any other foods, some wipes. I'm like, can can I have a library that party? That is a good time. Right? I'm just like, everyone should just have a party. Everyone should just go and <laughs> sign up for this and just have a massive soiree. Everybody. Yes.
1: While the weather's still good. Yes. Go out and have fun. Meet yes. your neighbours. Yes.
0: So there is some COVID safety to keep in mind, but that's all on the website. And I'm sure when you register and book, it'll definitely be, you know, right? It's It's a great program, great resource, all on the website. Check it out. Have a party.
1: Meet your neighbors. Now on to the Spruce Grove GSA, the Gender Sexuality Alliance. They are amazing. They really are. Shout out to Jody. Yes, Jody, we love you. Such an important thing
0: to have here. They have lots of really cool stuff. I think the biggest takeaway is that like they're having their meetings again. So the GSA are
1: back indoors at St. Andrew's United Church. After outdoor meetings for the past 17 months, wow, wow, they will be meeting downstairs in the main hall of the church. You can pre-register by email or text for the GSA meetings. They're not offering drop-in meetings at this time. When you come to a meeting, please bring a reusable water bottle. So the email for registration is sprucegrovegsa at gmail.com. So drop them a line and register for this amazing group currently we'll still be requiring attendees to wear a mask the room will be sanitized any questions just drop jodie a line um they are also on instagram facebook spruce grove gsa and their website is spruce and now to start our theme for this episode librarians in pop culture we have an interview with our services manager librarian
0: Melanie. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you to our special little show. Welcome to—we always used to call this closet because it used to be teeny tiny before, but at least now we're in this space, so it's not too bad. But it's still kind of work in progress. It's a fun space. It is for sure. So I've got some questions for you. All right. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about
2: librarians and pop culture. Cool. All right, let's get started. How did you start in the library world? So I started about ten years ago. Um, I was working as a teacher. The job market was not the best at the time. Uh, it still kind of isn't the best. I liked teaching. I didn't love it. So I kind of looked at programs uh, at the university. I'm like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go back to school? So I ended up taking the library tech program through McEwen. Uh, That was my first real jump into the library world. And after my first year, I got a position as a summer student at Strathcona County Library. And I knew that this is where I needed to be. So that's kind of how I got started in the library world.
0: That's amazing. And high five, because that sounds like the primrose path that I went on to teacher, to tech, to practicum, and then volunteer during
2: the summer. And then here we are. But now you just need to get the MLIS, right? Yes. I've been
0: battling with that. If I want to take that jump, I'm like, you can do do it part time. That is true. And I feel like I would take it for the wrong reasons. And the fact I'd be like, i'm a librarian <laughs> that's
2: right i am a librarian <laughs>
0: yes oh, excellent um so how long have you worked in the library industry
2: Yeah, it's almost been 10 years now um and i've been lucky that i've got experience in many different types of libraries started off in public uh worked at uh, strathcona county is started in circulation So that was a lot of fun, a lot of customer service, of course. Um, And then I moved to McEwen University, worked in the academic environment. And there I got to do a whole whack of stuff, which was great. Again, lots of experience there. And then moved back to public libraries because I think that's where I'm best suited. I mean, academic libraries are great, but you don't interact with people nearly as much. The interactions are very, very different in an academic library. People are much more serious. Um, But here it's just so much more fun. I love public libraries. We're so happy to have you here at our little public library. Not a question, but I was just going to ask you
0: because you've been in different areas, and I always want to know out of all the areas, what was your favorite? Like, did you like the programs? Did you like circulation? Did you like what you like?
2: See, and that's that's tough. I think at the end of the day, my heart is with the customer service. So uh, circulation reference, just helping people. That's kind of, that's kind of my favorite part of it. Programming's fun. And you'd think being a previous teacher that that would be right up my alley, but I don't know. Um, I like it, but I definitely recognize other people have way better skill (laughs) at programming than I do. And they're just, you can just see they're natural at it. So awesome.
0: Uh, what is your favorite or most memorable moment or a story about working in the library world? I mean, you must have tons because you've been everywhere. <laughs>
2: you think. I don't know. I, I suppose for me, the most memorable part is always when I have that positive interaction with patrons. That is the most important memory, I guess, that I try to keep with me. I mean, we've all had the experience with the grumpy people, the people who yell at you on the phone people that don't understand why they have late fees and they get mad and that. But at the end of the day, when I look back at what I enjoy the most or the most, most memorable, it's always those interactions with people who come with a question. They don't think they're going to get an answer. Then they walk away with so much and they're just so happy and I suppose that even the most memorable would be the ones with uh, kids and they come to the library and they're not sure. And then you help connect them with resources and books and you talk to them about the books that they like. And I think it sometimes floors them when you're like, yes, I've read this book too and I loved it. So here I can definitely recommend because they don't think a lot of adults are cool and read the same books. So yeah, I think those are the most memorable for me. And
0: that is so true. It's like when you tell kids that you know what Pokemon is, you're like, I was around when it like i was there when it was born like you have no exactly. idea like how dare you <laughs> or you get the like do you know harry potter those are always really cute no mm-hmm. like, it is Where, where's your harry potter <laughs> you're like well yes it's
2: <laughs> yeah just yesterday it was yesterday i had a patron come and she's like I'm looking for Kit Pearson a handful of time. And I'm like, oh. yes, I can show you where that is. Cause I read, read this book and I loved it as a kid. And it was like, yes, it was the best. Yes.
0: And they were just so happy.
2: Oh, that's so good. But yeah, it just kind
0: of comes full circle, I it find, does. you know, but it's, it's so beautiful. Uh, Next. So here, what do you usually do? Like, what's your day to day? What's your like, okay, I'm here. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm here. I show up every day. I yeah. Cry. Be awesome. <laughs> Be
2: um, it's a whole slew of activities and duties and responsibilities. So my official title is the services manager librarian. Uh, so I kind of look after or I, I guess I, I help out the leadership team, uh, the supervisors. Some of the departments like programming there, they're on the ball and they're rock stars. So um, I, I tend to focus most of my time in public services just because that is the busiest department since that's where customer services, a checkout, check-in, memberships, um, and I try to act mostly as a support for all the staff there. They have questions if they need guidance, if they need a manager to step in to help, then I'm, I'm always willing to, to help out with that. Uh, there's also some admin stuff that I have taken on, all the, the back end stuff, looking at policies or procedures, uh, trying to increase you know, efficiency if I can. That kind of thing like it just it depends on the day but i can honestly say i'm never bored <laughs> there's always something and even when i think hey i'm finally caught up on everything something walks through my door or in my inbox and i've got more more duties and things to do which i love i feel like it's usually okay. me <laughs> there's Courtney at my door what does she want no way i'm always excited <laughs> when you're there like, all right what can we
0: do today oh change so. the world but you do such a fabulous job we're so happy so to have you here I appreciate that. Of course. This is always a good one because you get the stigma of like, oh, you work in a library. You must just read books all day. Good for you. And you're like, no. So what what advice would you give to people that are looking to get into the
2: library world? Because you always hear, I like books. I'm going to go work in a library. And it's like... And you cringe when you hear that because you're like, I wish, I wish I could get paid to read all day and just sit around the books and touch them and play with them and reorganize them. But that is not at all like what we do. My advice to anyone who wants to work in a library is do some research, talk to a librarian or library workers, talk to the staff and actually get a sense of what actually happens in a library because I absolutely think that you are correct when you say people have that misconception. There was an article that went around on social media last week or the week before, and it talked about some of the most relaxing jobs you could have. And librarian was one of them. And uh, I'm on Twitter and all the librarians were like making fun of this article because it's like, it is not, it is not a calm, relaxing job. You are busy all the time. You are constantly being met with Issues like you're you're always with uh, budget cuts and you're being told to do less, uh, more with less, and uh, it's it's hard. And I mean, we do a fantastic job, and I think the community deserves that. So we make do with less sometimes, but yeah, just if you like books go work in a bookstore. If you, if you just want to shelve the books, you can volunteer as a shelver, maybe that, but if you want to work in a library, you really got to have good customer service skills. You got to be flexible, adaptable, and be able to fly by the seat of your pants sometimes just because the situation changes so fast.
0: Very true. And I don't know about yourself when I was in the tech program. 90% of them were like, I'm just going to get the cataloging job and not
2: have to talk to anybody because their social
0: skills, I'm sorry, were pretty horrendous. Like they couldn't interact with a person or with strangers or whoever. And they were just banking on that. Like, I'm going to get a job in the back. I don't have to talk to anybody ever. And it's like, that's not." the best way to go through this because those jobs are hard to come by, first of all,
2: because they're in the minority. And I think a lot of the big libraries are outsourcing so much more to some of the more big corporations that the cataloging jobs and the acquisition jobs are becoming obsolete just because... Why pay several staff members when a big company will do it all for you and they just ship you the books ready, ready to be put on the shelf. But yeah. even, even that, like even with the jobs in the back, like I always tell people, I'm like, just because you're a cataloger, everything you are doing is for the public. So you still have to know the community, you have to know your collection, you have to be aware and, and sometimes you do have to get out there and interact with the public and you know it, how else you're going to get a sense of who your users really are right like for collection development you know we the people who work public services can definitely pass on recommendations for purchase and inclusion in the collection but as a cataloger as backroom back staff you still have to know and you're still working for the public a hundred percent. because there's no point in buying or having things that nobody wants. Exactly. Like doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And honestly, one of the best ways to get to know your collection is to go out shelve, shelf read. I mean, that's why I, even as managers, like I love getting out there and shelving because you actually get to see what's on the shelf and more importantly, what isn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it not on our shelf because they're all checked out? Is it not on our shelf because we have nothing to offer? Right. So it's, it's still important hundred percent. Well, I
0: think that's beautiful advice. It's kind of been the same <laughs> 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 overarching advice that we'd be getting about like the, to feel a book's great, but that's not the end all be all. So thank you for also.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, I think even like when you, when I started the library tech program, I think that's probably what first prompted me to even get into libraries mm. was, well, I do like books yes, and I like reading. Yes. And I also like sharing that with people and recommending books to people. So for me, I mean, it just worked out perfectly. And even though when I was younger, I was like, I never want to work with people because I don't like people. Um, it's the highlight of my day. And I go home pumped because I work with people all day and I help them. And that's just such a rewarding and wonderful feeling. So absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like books, but also yes. like customer service. <laughs> yes. Yes. And people. <laughs> and people. You bet. Yes.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about, uh, oh, libraries and pop culture. Yeah, so that's you, always fun. yes, because you took the quiz and we were talking a little bit off there. Mm-hmm. About which librarian you and you took the quiz twice. You said
2: yes. I took it a while ago and I got Mrs. Phelps from Matilda, which I mean is a fantastic story and she was yes. a great librarian. But I was like, oh, she's not like super cool. I want like a super cool librarian. So I took it again this morning and again I got Mrs. Phelps. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh you're like I guess I'm stuck with this
2: one. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a bad thing. Um, I think in my heart I always really wish that I would get uh, Evelyn. Carnahan from the mummy yes because she is the most like oh. badass librarian there ever there ever was I love her. um and it's funny because uh Funko you know the Funko Pops the little bobblehead yes. type thingies yes yeah so they recently came out with the mummy line and I found out a couple weeks ago that they did and I'm like I have to go find one so I ended up at two EB game stores just so I can find the librarian so I have the librarian and I'm like I have to have her
0: yes you have to show Leanne because she's a huge fan oh really EB. oh yeah
2: Yes. I couldn't just stop at her. I had to get Rick as well. So, oh, I mean, yeah, they're a duo, just, that's right? right. That's who so who right. doesn't want to like work with, you know, archeological oh, stuff yeah, and right? ancient history and also like a really, really good looking guy. Right? Like, I mean, who, right. <laughs> exactly. So,
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, Simone and I took the quiz. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Simone got two. I was like lucky. I knew who Barbara Gordon was, but I, I was like, I got, I got the dirty look. I didn't know who, giles you didn't know who giles i'm gonna get it twice now (laughs) i know oh okay you're just gonna be on show regularly with simone and just judge me for
2: not saying everything that (laughs) yes i mean giles was like the formative librarian well okay and here we go yeah yeah. okay giles is not a librarian so this is my issue i mean he starts off as a you know quote librarian unquote Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want his cover blown he's not a librarian he's a watcher well, there we go here it comes he's a watcher he's from a... Buffy he is not a librarian <laughs> <sighs> there you I go mean, yes he's good with books and yes he runs the high school library but his true role is Buffy's watcher that just intrigues me more so I might That's... have to go watch it <laughs> I mean and what happens when he uh when Buffy graduates from high school and he's no longer the high school librarian he opens a magic shop perfect right which is really cool I mean that made him even cooler but uh he's not a librarian <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is totally fair we should tell as a book writer that did this be like hey book rat
2: I mean I know it's the whole pop culture community just Giles is a librarian and he's awesome right and I go he's not Please. he is not a librarian <laughs> I mean yeah he has like some of the best coolest books in like the Joss Whedon universe because yeah but he's not
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this we also talked a little bit about uh, some of Simone's favorites mm. so yep she's from Monsters University I feel like she's my spirit animal like this is just I'll
2: see that. okay I've never I don't know that one because I've okay. never seen Monsters University. Fair
0: and then Ghostbusters.
2: Oh yeah I love that one that one's you know that was probably the first movie I ever watched that had a librarian in it. I think mine would have been the next one Matilda. Yeah with Mrs. Phelps. Mrs. Phelps, yeah. And that was my favorite.
0: <laughs> mm. Have you seen Avatar The Last Airbender? I
2: haven't.
0: Very good story. Basically it's a giant owl that rules a library.
2: that makes sense owls are full of wisdom apparently and he's kind of
0: well a little bit of a jerk about it too it's oh, yeah. like harsh, but fair. Like he doesn't want humans to gain knowledge to hurt other humans. So he doesn't like humans. Nice. And I'm like, oh, fair enough. But do you have, Did I have a favorite? I guess, or, Like you kind of mentioned Evelyn. From-
2: Evelyn. Yeah. From the mummy. Cause she's just so cool. And she gets to go on fun adventures. I mean, that's totally not realistic mm-hmm. of what librarians do either. <laughs> um, probably the one that I think is the best example of a librarian in pop culture history is a uh, Marion from desk set. Oh,
0: you'll have to tell me more. I uh, I don't know who that
2: is. So Desk Set was a movie that was filmed. I think it was in the 50s and basically the little group of librarians run this little library in a business and they're being threatened with having their jobs taken away from them by technology. Mm. Like it's actually a really well done movie because even though it was filmed so many years ago, it's like you still see the relevance of it and you're like, this is still happening today. We're always being threatened with, we can mm. we can replace you with technology. And mm. I'm like, yes, you've been threatening that for how long and you still haven't. Right, bring it on. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much to computers can do i mean and technology has certainly progressed and you know it's certainly helps us in our jobs and we're allowed we are able to do so much more than we ever could imagine have imagined but you'll always need a person you'll always need the librarian the person with the skills to be able to use the technology so exactly but yeah that's that i would definitely recommend watching that movie because it's great if we have it i hope we have it if we don't <laughs> we should recommend we get it yes so is desktop desk yes. set desk set sorry And I think, who is it? Catherine Hepburn's in it. Oh! Yeah. Is it Cary Grant, maybe? Oh, it's all the big... Oh, yeah. And, and like, they actually portrayed librarians in an actual way. Like, an actual, true, realistic wait That's amazing. Is that it? Yeah, that's the one. At least it's in the thing. So at can, least we have it in the system. So, no, so you can definitely we have
0: it in. I should have known. Our, so our movie collection, I will admit, is pretty extensive. Like we've it got It's pretty good. What did I rent? I'm on this Audrey Hepburn thing, but not like Breakfast at Tiffany's. So I watched Funny Face last weekend. Oh, yeah. And because it got me, because when I read the thing, it said to the choose a librarian. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then when I watched, I'm like, she works at a bookstore. <laughs> Yeah. Like she is smart. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. She's very like university, like intelligence, but it was just, and I, it was kind of Devil worse Prada moment, like the smart girl turning into the fashionista thing. But, of course. but I was, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing, but,
2: but yeah, desk set. Oh well, yeah. The title librarian gets put on to a lot of people.
0: And mm-hmm. Oh, you touched a book. You're a librarian.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, and I don't know, I love all library workers and I'm not one to ever, like judge, like if you have a library tech. I started as a library tech. I started in circulation. I'm never gonna say otherwise. But yeah, there's there is a hierarchy in the library world. There are different types of jobs that require different skill sets. Just because you touch a book does not make you a librarian. That's right. Or a library tech. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Someone called me a librarian
0: once in an email and I was I seem so full of myself. I'm like, I'm not gonna correct you. <laughs> I'm just gonna take that not like anyone really cares but they're like the librarian at spruce grove
2: I'm like, i know at one point <laughs> you just kind of have to let it go i used to get upset and i'm like no but a even when i was a library tech i'm like no i'm a library tech right right i'm not a librarian That's i right. don't have the mlis degree
0: and then the whole conversation of you need a master's to be a librarian exactly. and you're like yes. and you're like yes actually you yes, do you do but thank you so much for joining us oh, thank you for
2: interviewing you, that was fun thank you very much for joining yes. us yes,
0: thank you and we hope to have you back
2: very very soon yes anytime
1: Tomorrow my your thing librarians in pop culture so you did the quiz i did the quiz oh. so we're going to add a quiz to our notes as well it's which librarian from pop culture are you i don't even know who that
0: is you don't know who giles is no rupert giles rupert. i gonna get hit <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Well,
1: I am apparently two librarians. I am Rupert Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Barbara Gordon from the Batman comics.
0: I do know who Barbara Gordon is, so you can only half hit me. Anyways, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So
1: Ooh. you haven't taken that test, have you?
0: No, I did because I said oh, you did. I did it, and I was gonna say if you didn't have time to do it, we were gonna do it like together ah. and find out who you were. Yeah, I got, I got. Anyone seen Parks and Rec? Tammy too. That nut job, <laughs> I got her. And I was like, oh. <laughs> her name is, yeah, if anyone has seen Parks and Rec, Tammy Swanson, the second Tammy that works at the library, that Leslie Nopates, that's who I got. <laughs> so you're Tammy too? I'm Tammy too. Oh, I'm Rupert Charles and Bob Gordon. Nice to meet you. We would not get along. I'd be like taking my clothes off
1: constantly. <laughs> oh my.
0: Yeah, she's quite the like seductress. <laughs>
1: I've only seen a couple of episodes of
0: Parks and Rec. Oh, uh. I, I should give it another try. You should. Maybe you, Kelsey, and I can all watch it together because she, I had to like convince her a little bit. I was like, you've got to watch it because she, she loves like the creators. Like she didn't like The Office too much. It was kind of like, oh, okay. I'm like, hey, same creators as that, same creators as Parks and Rec, same creators as Bo- Brooklyn Nine Nine.
1: All right. I would give it another try for you and Kelsey. Okay. Now, some of our favorite librarians in pop culture. Yes. These are a few of mine. Margaret. Gessner from Monsters University.
0: Love her. I didn't know her name was Margaret.
1: I didn't either. (laughs) I was just going to put the librarian from Monsters University, but because I am an internet sleuth, according to the librarian that I am, I looked up her name. And she is the multi-tentacled, giant monster who works in the library at Monsters U. She's very scary, very angry. I aspire to be (laughs) as good as her at my job. (laughs) And I I do wish it was her because you know in the first Monsters Inc where that woman's like always watching Wazowski yes if that was her Rose. saying that too that would be just the perfect yes yeah,
0: have you seen the Monsters is it Inc TV show I haven't yet so you get to meet Roz the oh, Rose. individual that you were impersonating <laughs> her sister mm-hmm. Rose she's got like a little same hairdo but it's like pink and she's like I'm the wild one. <laughs> so good! (laughs) That's so great. You have to watch it. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. Because I love Monsters University and Inc. It's so good. Mm -hmm.
1: My second favorite librarian from pop culture is Alice, the librarian in Ghostbusters. And the ghost librarian. So they were the first librarians, I think, that I saw on, on the big screen when I was seven. Alice was the librarian who, at the beginning of the movie, starts seeing... Books floating around, slime everywhere, catalogue cards scattered around. Oh, no. And then she sees the ghost librarian, who looks very demure and quiet, but turns into a raging demon if you disturb her while she's reading, which I think we can relate to.
0: That sounds very familiar. It's my hopes and dreams as a ghost. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, My final
1: librarian is Mrs. Phelps from Matilda.
0: Oh, yeah! so encouraging
1: yes she i remember reading matilda as a little girl and wishing that the lady at my library was like mrs phelps because she was so encouraging and she didn't limit matilda's reading she was just like you read all the books you get yourself a library card and take them home and amazing customer service and a big heart and she was really good in the movie too so yes those are my top three quite varied that's so good The monster a ghost and mrs phelps
0: i kind of feel my like <laughs> my life my death my dream <laughs> yes <laughs> right, right. Well, i
1: didn't even think of excellent. that excellent
0: because i was re-watching avatar the last airbender and i forgot about this librarian and i feel like he has to be set because not only is he a spirit
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's a freaking giant owl oh that's the librarian the yes. giant owl Shi tong the Whoa. last airbender yep from Washi tongs spirit library his knowledge about everything. He has little foxes that go and grab like scrolls and information and bring it to his library, and collects all the information. He hates people, so I feel like this is kind of even mean now. <laughs> like he hates humans because in the past humans would come to the library to gain knowledge, mm-hmm. but then use it to hurt other people, other humans, other things. And that, of course, that's exactly what they do. And they come to learn. Well, they come to learn about like how to defeat the Fire Nation. So, well, how do you gotta do that? We gotta find out their secrets, you gotta find out, like, when their firebending stops and all this stuff. I won't go into full detail, but, yeah, that's, so, I I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Like, learning information to hurt other people is not ideal. No. And then in a fit of rage, he buries his, uh, library in the desert. Like, just has the whole thing collapse. And that, mm-hmm. That's it. Wan Shi Tong special talent, lifelong library, burial, purity of spirit. So yeah, like I said, spirit that buried <laughs> its library and was like, screw all So Wan Shi Tong is very harsh, but fair. For example, one of his quotes is, I am Wan Shi Tong, he who knows 10,000 things. And you are obviously humans, which, by the way, are no longer permitted in my study. So basically, because he knows that humans will use knowledge to hurt other humans. And he's like, no, none of that. You suck so
1: he's he's kind of
0: salty yes so I'm kind of like that's I feel like that's I mean we're not a shush library here but I feel like if we were I'd be like excellent (laughs) good choice thank you so if you would like to be
1: a special guest or you have any questions concerns or any great episode ideas you can send them to us at behindthestacks at (gasps) sgpl.ca
0: Evie from the mummy Leanne would have killed me if I didn't say that (laughs) oh yeah she was amazing too
1: yes that was um oh the actress (laughs) yeah that one yeah that one yeah that one brendan fraser yeah i think well it wasn't brendan fraser well
0: yeah but yeah yes a great great choice (sighs) yes so thank you for listening everyone (laughs) we'll tune in next time Bye. bye